Welcome to Hitachi Solutions Podcast. Join us as we talk with our skilled professionals and experts, exploring how customers like you are delivering business outcomes, tackling business challenges, and accelerating their business initiatives, leveraging Microsoft applications and technologies. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Exchanges, a podcast by Hitachi Solutions, where we connect and try to provide a little more insight and thought leadership here in a way that business leaders can easily digest and uh, and relate to in this developing era of AI that we're living through right now. Today, we're here to talk about a topic that I'm very passionate about, uh, the intersection of AI and CRM. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Sales Copilot, a new SKU for Microsoft, and also talk about a new name for for kind of an old concept called Invisible CRM. So we've got a great crew here today uh, for this conversation. Uh, first of all, Adam Piercy, he is Director of Sales Capability for Hitachi Solutions and uh, just found out the two-time Fast Track, Microsoft Fast Track Architect. Congratulations, Adam. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Brad. Thank you. Well, what was that process like? What is that? Yeah, it's it's so it's quite a it's quite an interesting process. You have to have meetings with Microsoft engineers to walk through your solutions, why you did it, how you did it, and then ultimately um, they deem whether you're worthy of the designation or not. And there's only I think 36 fast track architects. Oh wow! The, so being one of those two times is pretty cool. That is that is awesome. Congrats. We are Thanks. we're we're lucky to have you here at Hitachi for sure. Appreciate it. James Bowen, director of pre-sales, the CE business application side of Hitachi Solutions. Welcome, James. Thanks for joining us. We you and I both are back fresh from Microsoft Inspire, was a few weeks yep. ago. And that's an annual gathering, both virtually and in Redmond and at different locations throughout the Americas where we as as partners uh, get to get to meet one-on-one -on -one with Microsoft product and sales teams and uh, and talk about all the hot topics of the day. So so when you were in these meetings, what was the topic of the day? Yeah, um, thanks, Brad. I think uh, well, the most important topic of uh, of of the conference was uh, partner of the year uh, for us, right? I mean, we went two two time uh, <laughs> this year, right? both. Uh, for service and, and FNO. So most importantly that, um, congrats to us. I think the other big topic, right, that we're talking about today is AI. AI and, you know, it was all across every session. Um, introductions for Bing, introductions for business applications, right, uh, Azure. Uh, and it was just apparent, right, um, how it's bleeding across all of the, uh, the applications at Microsoft. So, um, you know, very, very top of mind in every session. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting, too, because I, I heard a, a number of customers and, and partners uh, ask the question, hey, I understand AI, I understand some of the use cases, but in my particular case, it might not make sense. And and those were, I would call them a little bit of edge cases. But when, you, when, when we were talking to folks who were, I would say, sales-centric, right, mm -hmm. who were focused on the sales capability um, and sales efficiency and things like that, uh, really, this idea in the kind of the first piece of this puzzle, I think, that Microsoft was putting out there was this sales copilot. 
And that seemed to be one of the things that people could easily wrap their head around and could really see see value in. So, so for those that might not be familiar, uh, James, can you explain a little bit about Sales Copilot? Uh, and just to level set, this used to be called Viva Sales. I think when they launched it as Viva Sales, right. um, they, for a couple of different reasons, wanted to get it out of the Viva family of, of other productivity uh, applications and, and put it more sales focused. So, so could you level set with us and, and uh, let us know what, what is Sales Copilot? Yeah, so um, I think it's it's a great name for it, right? Into Copilot because that's essentially what it is, right? I mean, it's an AI engine. Um, it's ChatGPT, right? That's purpose built um, uh, for business applications, right? It's your Copilot that kind of follows you around, helps you out, find information in the system, um, and makes you more pro- productive, right? I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's it's all around productivity gains for the end user, um, you know, right on the sales side. Um, but think about, you know, in teams, inside of Outlook, um, inside of Dynamics, right? It's your, it really is your, your co-pilot that, uh, you know, serves you up information when you need it. Um, I think at the, you know, from the productivity gain side, what it does is it eliminates the, the manual task and mundane, you know, things that you need to do day to day, right? And just serves you up information wherever you're at in, in whatever tool, right? Um, for your, in your enterprise data. Um, but at, at, at the simplest form, I think it, it is what it is. It's your co-pilot. It's your AI co-pilot that follows you around from, from application to application. Yeah, I, I do like the concept of of copilot, right? And it, I, I think just the term copilot is not that it's an artificial thing doing the selling for you, obviously, right? It's going to be right. right there with you. And I think it it kind of takes into account the fact that a lot of the things that it's serving up are are recommendations, right? This is a recommended response to this email. This is a recommended thing to do. It's not putting the stamp on it. It's not doing all of the the actual deciding what's good and what's bad for for the different uh, functions that it does it, but to me that's a recognition that you know people that have played with chat gpt for uh for other things uh it, it gets stuff wrong sometimes frankly right right, right. um yeah so. yeah i think i think to your point there that you know we're you know in demonstrations that we're doing for customers and just you know playing with the tool itself um you know to that email capability point you just brought up uh, the way that it integrates with CRM, right? So to give an example, if I'm, you know, I get an email from a customer around a quote, uh, you know, asking for a quote, uh, it's smart enough and GPT goes and looks at your enterprise data, right? So it can pull back historicals that you might've worked with that customer, it recognizes that customer, um, your availability on your calendar, if you need to set up a, a particular, you know, meeting with that customer. So we're starting to see where co-pilots going and, Again, back to that productivity piece, right? It's making life, it's going to make life much easier for the seller, which we traditionally haven't seen, right? Uh, in, in other parts of the application, we've seen that growth. Now, sellers are, it's going to make life much easier, more product, productive, right? Um, with that integration to the enterprise data. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, I've, I've been in this CRM space and I, I'll just, we're saying CRM as a concept, not necessarily right. as a piece of software, but but I've been in this CRM space for uh, close to 15 years now. And, and I remember uh, it really started as just a sales tool, right? But what it was really good at is is creating this sales database. And that's really a management tool, right? Yeah. So we're, we're finally at a place. It made huge strides through, it through the years with customer service, making the CRM systems useful for customer service uh, people. Uh, 
useful for field service people. And I think the the, the last wave before this one was marketing, right? Yep. Just doing that tie back between marketing activity and sales activity. Mm-hmm. But now we finally have a tool that addresses the sales part. And right. and to me, that is, that's huge. I mean, I, I um, when I first started in this business, uh, the, the firm that I was working for, they had a, a marketing uh, slogan to sell CRM products, right? And it was, and, and they were made bumper stickers and it says, have you fed your CRM today? And, and if, and if you, you're, everyone's laughing, because if you've been in this business long enough, you understand that the, the thing that makes CRM projects fail is the lack of user adoption. Right. And if you tell someone whose job is to go sell things, that part of their job is to go feed a database, that's not a recipe for success. So, so um, it, it really, that takes me, t- takes, you know, kind of, kind of my head into this concept of invisible CRM. I, I love this idea, Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, you've, you've done some, uh, some pretty extensive uh, research and writing uh, on this idea. Tell us what this is. Yeah, well, you kind of hit the nail on the head there, Brad, really, which is that uh, traditionally CRM systems were, were built to capture data for leaderships to have reports. But we're asking sellers who are focused on relationship building and being fluid to essentially be data entry clerks. And that just doesn't work. And that's why uh, Gartner Group suggested that 55% of CRM projects, just they just don't produce the expected results and the return on investment because sellers don't want to use them. And Bad data equals bad output, right? So whatever you put in, you're not going to get anything out of it. So how do we switch that that paradigm that sales sales sellers don't even know they're putting data into the CRM system, but the data is getting into the system? Because Copilot, right, is a fantastic tool. And Microsoft, um, in their blurb when they released this, they said it's designed to be a seller companion. Now, it's a companion for lots of things as well. It's not just a seller companion for um, the seller. It's a companion for the dynamic CRN or for the dynamic sales platform for getting the in- information into the system. It's a tool to get it into there. It's a tool to leverage relationships within the Microsoft Graph. So it's, it's a companion across all of your business applications. Um, and what I mean by that is it will help take that unstructured data that sellers get every day and help feed it into the CRM system as structured data so that the leadership get the insights that they need and the sellers get the information that they need at their fingertips when they need it. And that's kind of what the concept is. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And, and also the, the idea of the human-centered design, right? I mean, right. Yeah. The, it, it's it's uh it's a it's it's a huge part of it and these are concepts i mean i think if if you've been uh in this business uh, for a long time helping customers get their crm programs up and running uh like i said it's it's adoption is the biggest thing and and how do you cure that right it's that right. that human centered design right and that human centered design um what where that comes from is traditionally when we build crm systems we build it based upon what leadership went out of the system and we build the what we call the application, the model-driven app, from the sales guy's perspective for them. 
but they don't want to use the system. And so we start thinking about, okay, what are the different types of personas then? And then how do we meet the seller where they work? Because there are left and right brain people. Left brain people, more analytical science, they want to use the model driven app because they like that structured data. And typically in a sales environment, they're more of your your uh, your farmers, right? But then on the right side, you've got your hunters who are more uh, random, use their intuition. And so they really don't want to be putting data in the system and using that. So how do we meet them where they work? And so the whole concept really is that this human-centered design is you are an individual, you're a person. How do we build a tool that works for you whoever you are and however you work that's the concept yeah i do i do i do love that concept that is um i think that that's i think that that's huge so so take us to the next stage so we go and we're talking to customers we're helping them use this idea of invisible crm what are the outcomes what kind of um you know what are the what are the salespeople who are using this? What are, how do they feel about it? Or do they, yeah. they do they even know, right? Or is it more right. like a carrot and a stick thing? Are you giving them so much by using the system that they that they think it's a joy to use? Right. And it's almost it's it's a little bit of both, right? Because we don't always want them in the CRM system, but we got to give them something out of it. So it's we we will work with you to kind of put together a day in the life. So what does that day in their life look like? From the moment you wake up and you turn on your mobile phone to the day you go to bed, what does that day in the life of a salesperson look like with you using the system? But then what is the, the day in the life of the data? How does the data go through the, all those different funnels? And then how do you access that data and in order to extract it, right? So we look at the day in the life of the user and the day in the life of the data. And they're two very different stories, mm -hmm. right? Two very different stories. And that's, that's critical. And I think... We miss that a lot of times and we just follow the data. Right. Right. I, I will tell you from a uh, eating your own dog food perspective, uh, some of these ideas and tools are things that I use absolutely every day. Right. And, and, I, and I truly enjoy it. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So one of the things that I do in my role is I, I manage uh, what turns out to be very long sales cycles in very complex um selling motions right so so typically when we go sell to a customer there are no fewer than than five and and probably sometimes as many as eight or nine people who are working to make that sale to the customer right because you have to have relationship people you have to have technical sales people you have to have uh folks that that cover the the, the depth and the width of the uh of the platforms that we that we deal with so all of that to say is that when I get an email uh, that wants you know some sort of update about where we are in a particular sales cycle, it's not enough for me to look at the opportunity form, right? Because that's not going to be complete. Right. But what Sales Copilot has done for me is I can look at an email thread that might have 15 responses on it. And it might be old, right? The first one might have come three weeks ago or something like that. And the last one was when it got accelerated to me. So, so I have to go through that and, you know, think about going through and reading an email like that. What Copilot does is it, it's going to tell you what's happened, right? It's right. going to give you a, like a four bullet points. What happened? Uh, it, it, it can also tell you that, that somebody's pissed, you know, or that somebody's really pleased, right? So, so it, so it can recognize that that stuff in the language 
and in the context of it. And so it's a super easy thing for me to do is, is to look at that, understand what's happened, react accordingly. And then it's, it's recorded. That whole conversation gets recorded back to the, the database, right? So that's the invisible part, right? Because right. I, I needed to react to something, but the data is being captured and summarized and used for the next piece of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and now in Teams, you can even ask it questions at the beginning of the morning and give me a, a, you know, an overview of my accounts, pulling back relevant information from Bing about that company as well. Mm -hmm. So if you've got an appointment coming in that day, it can pull information in that, hey, stock price just went up, or hey, it just acquired this company over here, anything like that, it'll pull all that back in. So when you go to that meeting, you've got everything that you need ready to be able to answer any questions. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point too. And it, and it raises the question that I feel like we always talk about early with customers and that's around security, mm -hmm. right? Because uh, if you told this story to a customer right now without any uh, background on the security part, what a customer is going to hear is, wait, my enterprise data is intermingling with <laughs> publicly available Bing data. So, mm -hmm. so what is the security message that we have uh, for customers regarding this? The data actually lives within your environment, within your tenant. It does not leave your tenant. What Microsoft does is the it comes into a model that um, Microsoft have, they, their core pilot. So whether that fills in from a business application, it then does a grounding, they call it, um, which is down into the Microsoft graph to see if you're allowed, what your security permissions are, all of that stuff. Then it then it forms a query and sends it out to a large language model, which people know as is ChatGBT. But this isn't the ChatGBT that lives out there on the internet that we all go on and you know help ourselves play with and write song lyrics. It's not that one. It's Microsoft's own. And, and it lives within the context of your tenant. But it can use and go out and grab all that information that's on the World Wide Web that ChatGBT has already passed and bring that in as well. And then within your tenant, plays with it, does the grounding again, confirms that it meets security, it meets compliance, it meets all HIPAA regulations, all of these different things. It can check all of that. Are you allowed this information? And if all that's good, it then delivers it back. And it does that within the blink of an eye, practically. It's quite incredible. But it lives within your tenant. It that's lives within your tenant. Yeah. And, and I think it's too comforting for customers to know that that what happens in your tenant and what happens with your tenant of copilot is not going to go feed into the larger model. Because mm. I know that's a fear that some folks have. If they, especially if they have some a proprietary sales process or some some market advantage that related to how they go to business, right? So, next question: What is what can customers do? Uh, to learn more we have an offer out there now on AppSource, which you can um just go and look for um it's if you look for under Hitachi solutions and under sales it's a workshop um where we work you walk you through introduction to copilot how it can fit in with your business process and then we kind of give you some outputs from that as well like traveling the data day in their life etc yeah, yeah. Uh, from you know, for the pre-sale side, we're we're already talking with a lot of customers, you know, about this. Uh, lots of customers are interested not only in um, sales copilot, but just GPT large language models and their own pr proprietary first-party apps that they want to create. Um, so yeah, from the pre-sale side, we're working with with Adam's team 
out in front of customers demoing this live uh, and showing how we can empower them. That's great. Guys, I appreciate your time today. This has been a fantastic, fantastic conversation. My three takeaways from today is number one, learning more about Copilot. I think it's I think it's a huge step. It also works with Salesforce, by the way. Let's not let's not forget that important feature. Mm -hmm. right. um, and then and then the concept of invisible CRM, which which is to me not necessarily a tool set, but it's the it's kind of the it's kind of the apex of of these fantastic powerful tools coming together uh, in a way that makes sense for for the salespeople. Finally, you know, we finally have this great sales uh, tool to, uh, to, to support our database tool, which is CE or CRM. So, and then the third point is it's secure. We can have these conversations about the security. Uh, and, um, and once we do have those conversations, we can put our customers kind of at ease, uh, around, uh, around the concerns that they would have with that. But again, guys, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, thank you listeners. And, uh, please subscribe to the Hitachi Exchanges podcast, wherever you get your podcast and visit our website at global.hitachi-solutions.com. We are Hitachi Solutions, a global team of innovators who support our customers' data and business system modernization initiatives.